the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Planted with Sarah Pion. I'm Sarah Pion, your host, and today we are going to be talking about elevating the dialogue on cannabis culture with Michael Stusser, Seattle-based journalist and filmmaker and host of Higher Ground. I'm really excited to be talking with you today, Michael. I've been following your work for some time, and it's just really nice to be able to sit down with, you know, a fellow inquisitive ah. colleague who loves to geek out on all this and talk about engagement. So thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I've been geeking out on your show as well. Very impressive lineup. I'm amazed I slipped in there. Amazing. Oh, it's a pleasure <laughs> to have you on here. And thank you so much for the kind words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so first question, before we get into the deep stuff. Yeah. What was your first cannabis experience? <laughs> My sister's not going to like this. <laughs> uh, I have an older sister and we were in uh, New York City with my parents. I was probably nine or 10. So she was 15 or 16. And she, we shared a hotel room at the time and she wanted to get her, I don't think she wanted to get her little brother stone, but she wanted to get stone. So shared, I think probably just a hit or whatever. And talk about dating me. Uh, Johnny Carson has never been so funny in the history of Johnny Carson. And then we ordered, you know, milkshakes and stuff from room service. And it was a very positive uh, experience with cannabis, which I didn't have again for another 10 years. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, your sister's not gonna like that one. <laughs> no, no, she's not. <laughs> I'll no, she turned advice. me on to something that's very important in my life, and so it's a it's a good thing. But yeah, we do not advocate that people under the age of twenty one or whatever are firing up unless it's a medical uh, situation. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and and don't feel bad about the Johnny Carson thing. I remember him too. Oh, good. good. <laughs> If you kids put him on YouTube, he's hilarious. Bye. He is hilarious. And yeah. remember, do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh. So, what got you into doing journalism and cannabis and the higher ground? And, and you know, I, I really love the higher ground series and what you've done with that. So, I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. Cool. Um, HigherGroundTV.com. Check it out. The craziness that we're doing. I think um, I've been a journalist for a long time. Went to school at Berkeley and studied journalism. And so was a straight journalist on all kinds of topics um, for 20 years um, and have always been sort of a fan of the gonzo Hunter S. Thompson style of uh, journalism. think uh, being high can sometimes give you a better perspective. Um but the reason we launched Higher Ground, I think, was that um, Washington State, along with Colorado, as you know, were the first people to legalize it. And I was still seeing just stoner stereotypes, um, mainly from mainstream media. But then among our cannabis community uh, in media, I saw a lot of the, you know, all day, every day, wake and bake stuff. And I'm not judging any of those people, but I don't think that's the best way for us to bring about decriminalization and legalization and talk about cannabis. So we just started doing a series of videos um, with people like cops and teachers and, uh, you know, thought leaders in the community. 
and that kind of took off. Uh, we have a sense of humor, which I think is super important uh, in a lot of this stuff. There's enough polarization and meanness going around. So we try and really sort of have fun with it. Um, even if we're talking to officers, we one of my favorite series is the thing we did with law enforcement against prohibition officers who support prohibition, but don't really use cannabis themselves, but understand that they should be working on more serious issues. And uh, they also like the money grab from legalization sometimes that fun stuff that we don't love. They don't need tanks and communities and that kind of stuff. But it's a great dialogue. And it's surprising to most people that, oh, wow, you know, this is 80% of people want the legalization of cannabis. So let's bring it about. Let's do it, you know. Um, so we try and have a sense of humor about it and also just elevate it, like you said at the beginning, um, where we're not just wake and baking. And, uh, and we go after some of those people. High Times Magazine, sorry, folks, but uh, they did something where they, a world record um, hot box, uh, where they put a bunch of what looked like kids I'm assuming they were legal, but they just fired up this room and everybody got high and it was wasteful and stupid. And so we just came after them and said, you know, this isn't the way to move forward. And imagine if a bunch of kids were swimming in a pool full of alcohol. And how would you feel about that? It's just a lousy example. And it it got a lot of people didn't like our, our series on that, but I, I'm I'm standing by it. I think um, when, you know, they have a, a new editor in chief now, Ellen Holland, who came from Cannabis Now. Oh, good. So I feel like because she's she's in incredibly talented and I think she's going to take them in a really thoughtful direction. She already is. So I think, yeah. you know, I believe that having these conversations about it is really impactful because it does change the narrative. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. it's, you know... It, the traditional cannabis culture is, is a rich part of our history, but it can be really alienating. Mm -hmm. And from a policy perspective, and that's why when I when I do policy work, people will be like, oh, you got your suit and heels on. You don't even look like you smoke weed. And I'm like, yeah, that's the <laughs> right? thing. That's the ticket. Yeah. We got to have yeah. the conversations. And when, you know. As human beings we it's it's maybe it's outdated part of our survival mechanisms but we tend to see somebody and make snap judgments on where they're at mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so sure. you know we have to be cognizant of that especially when we want to have good policy and people could spend the day in a dispensary people who don't understand cannabis and may believe that you know stoner culture is the overarching theme of people who use cannabis, but if they spend an afternoon in a dispensary, they would see that it's very different than that. Mm -hmm, and having sure. those those conversation conversations normalization. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks, even in legal states, uh, are nervous about just taking that first step and going into a, a dispensary. They 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 see the you know head shop in their minds and they walk by it. And uh, so we'd love to guide those people in because, like you say, it's like being in a Starbucks um, and it's safer than alcohol, as we all know. And so it'd be great to get more folks. But um, you know, there's a lot of fear mongering and stuff. So we've done tours of dispensaries and shown the inside for folks and stuff like that. Um, and then going back to the 
stoner stereotype thing um we we did something with uh mj headline news who we love and mj channel one where we pretended we had bought all these uh cannabis uh brands like uh high times and others and the first thing we did was ban tommy chong from any of our news coverage or whatever <laughs> and we we love oh, poor tommy, tommy. Chong. <laughs> We shared it with him and he cracked up and he's been on, we've had him on the show or whatever, but he was like, oh yeah, no, man, I get it. Or, but it was just like a big X through Tommy Chong and it's not, not to denigrate any of, I mean, he's, it's incredible going to jail and being a leader in our community, you know? So I really love him, but it was just an example of how we're playing around a little bit and getting people's attention at first and going, hey, what? And then they see, oh, we're, we're kidding. We we love that guy. Right, right. <laughs> you know, even even Tommy knows that like he's, when we, we think about like Stoner culture, I think Tommy first comes to mind. I mean, that's yeah. that's yeah. his his amazing career. It has a lot to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some and 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 I just have the respect for that he's the only one who ever went to jail and that his attitude is still unbelievably positive and cool. I, I don't know that I would have had that, you know. So I really respect him greatly for that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I there him along with all the other people who have you know done time so that we can freely do what we do today. Yep. Yep, for sure. It's super important. Yeah, um, absolutely. when you were talking about you know law enforcement, I think it's it's really interesting. I, when I was when I was the chair, well, the co-chair of the San Francisco Legalization Task Force, we had all we had seats for city family as well. So, you know, SFPD, you know, Department of Public Health, all of that. And one of the things that the gentleman who was sitting in the SFPD chair had said was, you know, we, our job is to enforce the rules, make better rules for us to enforce. Nice. Nice. You know, and that when we are going into normalization and policy mm -hmm. stuff, it's like, I think, and, and you and I have talked about this before, a lot of our policymakers, they, they don't understand how the laws that they're making affect their constituents and that and this is something we'll talk about today because you've been doing some really great interesting work around this about engaging voters and letting them know you know you need to talk to the people who depend on your votes for their jobs that you know you pay taxes you contribute to society you use cannabis and you vote mm -hmm. Let, you want to talk about that a little bit for sure. The, the the first before I get into sort of the, our project on that, I think people it'd be nice because there is a huge amount of frustration in the legal states about, you know, they're rolling it out and they're screwed up. We've talked about the killer taxes in California. Yeah. Here in Washington, we don't have home grow, which is stupid. And I, I just don't want people to disengage and think, well, we tried legalization and they screw it up. It's a long road. It's amazing how far we've come, in fact, in 10 years. Um, and yeah, of course, there's some messed up stuff. You just, we got to get engaged, stay engaged and make changes as it go. And each new state learns from all the ones that screwed up. So we'll get there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's happening. Yeah. Policy is a process. And I think that's something that, you know, people don't realize as much especially because i think as a society we're really disengaged with like you know you may have had a civics class or not because i hear that they're not teaching civics these days uh, but you know we if you were younger you're talking about learning about how you know a bill becomes a law and different things like that 
you, you can forget a lot of that and not realize, like, I remember when we passed legalization here and I was working in a dispensary, there were several people who came the day after and they're like, hey, I can come in now. It's legal. And it's like, no, honey, <laughs> you pass it first and then you set up the foundation for the program, uh, you know, but it's a yeah. great way of creating engagement because if you're interested in cannabis and how it's working and you want to see changes, then that can go out towards other things in the world that are equally, if not more important, because as much as I like weed, there are some very, I, I would, I would have traded, I would have traded out legalization in the 2016 election. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. I'm with you. <clears throat> yep. Yep. For sure. And on that note, we've talked about this. There are some people in the political arena who support cannabis legalization, Nancy Mace, who's horrible on all kinds of things, wants to destroy democracy when laws come up um, against a woman's right to choose. So we're showing that there are priorities on that. You're not going to get legalization if they destroy your right to vote and all that. So people should be very careful before they start rah-rahing some people who, it's great, you know, you're pro-weed, but not if you're a horrible human being, you know? (laughs) That's that's very true. Very true. Yeah. So we go after those folks, especially you know, funded by the Koch brothers. We did a deep dive on it and it's bad news on some of that, but the vast majority of us are progressive and cool and in the right place. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> I think the, the, the one thing, well, I mean, okay. Some of my listeners aren't going to be happy with this, but I have to speak my mind. You know, I don't, I don't, I believe the Republican party, like most of these people aren't republicans they're fascists like i i've now i'm gonna tell me i've had friends who are republicans <laughs> you know oh, yeah. they're they're oh, conservative yeah. and it's it's that's you know i i'm all you know especially when we're talking about cannabis you know i just had this conversation with somebody about you know thc level taxation i i don't i think that the taxation has gone way overboard so for like traditional non-death cult republicans that just believe in you know not having high taxes like like there's a lot of conversations to have around that but there's you know that's not what we that's not what we're seeing in the landscape these days it's not no. just a a mis, uh you know people disagreeing on taxation and how to support the military no and 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 you can call it out it's okay if they're if they're banning books about rosa parks and stuff well, we can just be real clear that we've seen that before and you know that's fascism it's not cool it's not yeah. great and we got to fight against it for sure yeah um, my grandfather yeah. didn't go out to the pacific theater as a teenager to have fascism in this com- country for sure and then it leads unfortunately into you know allowing a lot of these people to come out of the woodwork and and just be hateful in all kinds of ways um our synagogue yesterday had anti-semitic stuff sprayed all over it and it's everywhere and they're leaving it up, interestingly, as an example to show what hatred looks like and how it's in our community. I thought that was an interesting step for them. They said, no, we're not taking it down. We're going to let people see this. And it's like, yeah, it, you know, we got to fight against hate, all this stuff, you know, so. We do. Uh, we yeah. do. And people people do need to see what's happening. Although, wow, that's, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sad choice to have to even make. For sure. 
on a more positive note, yes, uh, we are engaging voters, as you said, uh, to counter the stoner stereotype thing. Um, the last project we we just got involved in, I'll show you on camera. It's the uh, higher ground ballot box. Um, and it's a box of cannabis. It's got pre-rolls in here and the American flag and the Bill of Rights. And I most importantly, uh, there's a QR code on the back that if you scan, uh, it immediately registers you to vote at Headcount and uh, the Cannabis Voter Project. And you had Sam on your show. Yeah, uh, Sam's awesome. Great I love him. guy. Wonderful. But it's a nonpartisan deal. We're in a bunch of states that, you know, aren't necessarily blue. Um and the idea is just to get folks involved, you know, because I truly believe that the vast majority of us are uh, agreed on 90% of the issues. Uh, we really are. Gun control, health care for all, a woman's right to choose, legalization. So for me, yeah, if we get a bunch of people I don't really love in there, it's okay because we're going to get 10 to 1 of us. So super excited about this project, got a lot of publicity about it, which was cool. People asking questions about, wait, stoners vote. And you're like, they do now, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're getting them. Um, but it's cool. That kind of, that's what we want to do. We just want to do a whole bunch more of that. That's awesome. And what states are, are those packs available in? You know, because you have to hook it up state by state, it's been really hard for our cannabis partner saints joints to get the licenses in all the states but uh oregon washington california oklahoma believe it or not right on michigan hoping we're going to new york um so yeah we're, we're moving in the right direction i'm not really too involved in that part of it um but i i'm hearing how hard it is to find a new partner each time in order to launch it state by state but yeah we're rolling along i think we're in 15 states so far and uh we're getting there yeah it's cool and uh headcount of course loves it you know so that's good yeah yeah it is that's a great thing well i mean that's the thing like you know outside of of the fascist extremists you know the bipartisan thing with cannabis is a really important thing to have the conversation about yeah. because <clears throat> you know both sides of the aisle like we 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 may not talk about it as much as we should but it's true <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and then for for um I mean, I've been an activist in my life on the on the left with Greenpeace and Sierra Club and the like. And um, what's cool about cannabis initiatives is that when a state puts it on, it just floods that election with people who are like minded and progressive, um, similar to a woman's right to choose. And so I'm loving seeing that. Even if they lose, uh, which is rare, um, it got the people that we want out there engaged on a topic. You know, hopefully, of course, they want other topics and they're interested in all of it. But right. it doesn't hurt to have something they're like, you know what, I'm getting out and I'm doing it. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. So it's just a great topic like that. Um, yeah, it so, is. It is. It's a yeah. great it's a it's a great topic. And it does draw people into getting involved with the other issues and thinking about that. And I, I just wish that there was always that hot topic in every election that would get <laughs> everybody out, even like, you know, the ones that aren't the presidential elections, you know, because it always I seems, know it's, people just get tired. They get yeah. so worn out. That's, you know, my um, my husband is a musician and he played with the Grateful Dead for many years and his. His view is, is that with his followers, he needs to use his social media real estate for good. So, you know, the past eight plus years, he's been, you know, 
talking about politics and, and the different things and getting people to vote. And the one thing that we've we've talked about is that people have been getting really weary and tired and they don't engage as much in those posts. They love our Friday posts where we're happy and we're like, hey, everyone have a great weekend because, you know, we do need like we need the love oh. and we need the happiness, too. But these it's been a really arduous past few years with, you know, with Trump being in office, the pandemic, you know, all, the, all that crazy stuff with voters rights. I mean, I, it's mm-hmm. it's just amazing to me that you know not only are we really trying hard to get people more engaged but people who are engaged are having to fight for their right to be to at the ballot box yep for sure um and it's a uh, that negativity and you know those topics and the stupid sidelines that they you know too many gay people at Disneyland or whatever they're going to do is a strategy for making us weary and just saying, ah, oh, God, I don't even forget all of it. Um, and so people need to realize that that's, that's a winning strategy for the other side and that we need to fight through some stuff that's very depressing and you're going to hear a lot of it. And it just is, you know, it's, it's um, we'll be positive when we're in the vast majority of seats elected. It's going to be a while, but stay up there, stay positive, you know. Well, that's uh, it. It takes all yeah. of us. And, yeah. and just, you know, fighting the good fight. I mean, I know that sounds incredibly idealistic, but it is really, it's the wearing down of the public is by design so that we don't engage. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, and here, you know, this we're, we've been working since we did the, the ballot box, the higher ground ballot box on um, just voter access and stuff with organizations like Democracy Docket and all that. And, and the best solution for a lot of these states, although they fight against it, are, you know, mail-in ballots that literally come to your house so you don't have to fight the lines or whatever. And it's a no-brainer for anybody who has that. The stamp is paid for, it comes, and it's five minutes of your time instead of standing in a line and whatever. So it's amazing those states are, that are have all the restrictions really respect those people for continuing on. Um, but we also need to fight to make it easier for everybody, you know, because they're, they're peeling them off one by one, you know? So um, that's another thing we work on. Um, Hopefully your listeners will, you know, support organizations like Headcount and when we all vote and just so many of them, and I I could name a dozen, but they're all great. And they're worthy of you, you know, just signing up for a newsletter or if you have extra dough, giving them, get them money because they're fighting it in all 50 States. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that there's more access than ever before, especially because everyone's on the internet these days of, you know, getting to actually educate yourself on what's on the ballot. And that's another thing I love about the mail-in ballots because we have those in California. You know, before I used to go to the polls, I'd be like, you know, on the computer reading about everything, making my notes because there's always like one weird little prop that I'm like, what the heck was that? What was I, uh, what do I want to vote for on yeah. that? And it's like, when you have it at home, you can actually have all your notes there, go through mm-hmm. it, do, and, and for people who, you know, especially during the pandemic, seniors and people with compromised immune systems being able to have, you know, feel safe Oh yeah, during the voting yeah. process. Yeah. And it can be confusing. A judge, you, you, if you just go in blindly, you're not going to know, you know nonpartisan but they're not nonpartisan i'm sorry <laughs> no no they're oh, not yeah. well yeah. and then yeah. as you know there are some people who state that they're from certain 
you know, they're from certain sides of the aisle and, and they are not because we're having some strategic choices around that too. Hello, Kristen Cinema. <laughs> uh, no, that's a whole other story for another day, really. But I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Don't speak of her. Don't speak of her. No, no. But it's like, uh, you know, when I was younger and you'd, you'd have a couple that would catch you by a surprise, you'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't you know, I'll just check this. Yeah. You know, got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one doesn't look too bad. Try that. At least oh, I'm boy. here. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the money. Mm. See where they're getting funded for sure. Yeah, that's, that's it. And I, you know, I have to say, it was really, you know, I I always found that when I was younger, I wasn't as political as I got older, and I started to see the impact of things. I became more political. Mm-hmm. But I really have to hand it to some of the younger generations now. Like I sound like an old lady. Oh, okay. those younger generations, how active they are, and Amazing. and the things that they're doing. It really. With all of the stuff that's been happening in the past few years that has been wearing us down, on the bright side, we have a we have very active young generation out there that know that there are things that aren't right and that everybody has a right to live a happy life and to be and to have a home and food and to be cared for and to be mm-hmm. able to vote. How awesome yeah, yeah. is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, the future is so bright. You got to wear shades, as they say. Yeah, it is. And and that is inspirational. And uh, hopefully these young people are patient because uh, it's going to it's going to be a while. Some of us have been working on gun control for 40 years now that, uh, you know, we're going to we'll, we'll allow a lot, you know, sooner rather than later, of course, but really inspirational group of folks. Yeah. Yeah, and I love seeing that a lot of them are running for office and just seeing some some bright, shiny, fresh faces that are full of passion that haven't been worn down yet. Yeah. yeah. They are, they're <laughs> certainly not as cynical as I am these days. Oh, come on. We're fresh. We're fresh. <laughs> so fresh. No. So yeah. fresh. Right. Yes. Fresh as a So what else has been going on? What, are you, what else are you excited about these days? Let's see. We're starting to get uh, our, we want to do mainstream projects wherever they're doing stuff uh, that includes alcohol. Uh, We're going to try and push and allow it to be for cannabis, Major League Baseball. We want concession stands to be able to have edibles there. They're selling brewskis and people get wasted and get in fights. And we're like, let's do cannabis. Let's go. Um, I will say that project is going nowhere, but we are pushing it. And uh, I just like having the conversation and having people compare. Oh, wow, that is true. They have all this stuff here. Um, why not? Um yeah. We're going to do a stone symphony with the Seattle symphony that's lined up. And so that that'll be really cool. It's going to have to be jury rigged in terms of where we can fire up and do our things, but that kind of thing, I've been trying to do a um, museum of modern arts uh, night where people can have cannabis related, but you know, they have galas with champagne and cocktail specials for stuff it's just we got to go mainstream and then that 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 discussion about cannabis being safer than alcohol uh buddy of mine is the guy who prints up those shirts um it's a really helpful adjustment for me when i'm talking to somebody about hey is it is it okay like you know i heard you know people are getting schizophrenic or whatever you're like let's okay let's just back this up and talk about the stuff that's legal cannabis isn't perfect or whatever you know i like i say i wouldn't suggest you be dabbing eight times a day or at all frankly but um 
compared to Red Bull and red wine and pharmaceutical drugs and blah, blah, blah. It's a safe deal. And so we're trying at Higher Ground, we're trying to have events that push that, get people maybe who haven't tried it to have a safe space to go ahead and do that with something fabulous um, like the symphony or what have you. Um, and I think that'll be all positive uh, and fun to film, of course. Um, oh, yeah. And so... That'll be good. We we obviously it for some reason, I don't know, reefer madness or whatever, it's way harder to create an event with cannabis than it is, you know, booze. It, it, they had um the shot for shot thing during the vaccines, bars all over the country. You get a free shot if you show your card. So we, along with the guys in DC, did joints for jabs at a bunch of locations and here in Washington, you know, we give you a joint if you go get a vaccine or whatever and can prove it. And we went to the clinics that were there and um, they wouldn't clear it here in Washington mm. that, you know, all kinds of red tape. And we just said, you know what, we already lined up the volunteers, all the people, we got the weed. So we just went um, and nobody, it would have been even better for the news if they'd arrested us. So let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> um <laughs> But there's going to have to be some pushback because there's just still a stigma. Um, and uh, that's okay. We'll we'll fight it. I mean, it's been three for madness is 80 years or whatever that. So it's going to take us some time to really overturn it. But that's that's one of our big goals. I, I think that's wonderful. I know Outside Lands has been doing grasslands for a few years. And yeah, they've they've had to change different things with the model. Not, you know, it's gone great with like the public, but just like figuring out ways that it's actually a worthwhile thing for the vendors to even mm -hmm. go because you mm -hmm. know there's a lot of different things with that. But having consumption areas at events, I think, is something that is going to catch on. We are having more conversations about it. I remember back in the day. I used to have, you know, occasionally I'll do like these these underground salons. They were parties where we would have music and there would be cannabis. And I remember it was really difficult for me to find spaces often to rent for these because they'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then when I would do it afterwards, whoever I rented from was like, that was amazing. Nobody trashed my bathroom. No one got in a fight nobody right. vomited you were yeah. all so chill and nice and cleaned uh, up afterwards yeah they're like <laughs> everybody kind of pitched in afterwards and cleaned yeah. up you guys are great come back anytime nice you yeah. know but it's it's having more of those conversations and really looking at you know what what we're doing with it and and I think mm -hmm. that that changes a lot of things. Like I'm, I haven't gone down to West Hollywood yet, but I'm really curious to see what's going on there with like consumption lounges, and they've been really doing a lot to kind of push forward the the public consumption idea. I just I think it's great. Yeah, I'll go with you. Let's go to Woody Harrelson's thing out there. Lick swank. Let's do it. I'm totally <laughs> down. Be like, hey, right. Woody. <laughs> yeah, hey, what's up? Let's go the woods or something. It looks like really like if I idealize one, that'd be it or whatever. Um, yeah. It's yeah, the first one, Lowell's Cafe, looked incredible too, and apparently it didn't work for some reason. I have no idea why it closed. Yeah, there were some complications with that, but I. Uh, if I recall correctly, I believe that it opened again under somebody else. 
Oh, good. Yeah, it looked awesome. The menu looked incredible. It's just, you know, like I say, elevating the thing. Ferns everywhere, and it was lush. Right? <laughs> and you have to hand it to them. I mean, they did a lot of the heavy lifting to to make the initial thing happen, which makes it, it, it paves the way for everybody else to be able to do it and learn yeah. from, you know, the experience that they had. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, love that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, in the from a social justice standpoint, it's like, you know, people who live in Section 8 housing can't use cannabis in their homes. They need a safe place to go. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, and and they're not mixing them with alcohol, so it's a straight cannabis deal or whatever. Right. And um, yeah, no, I think it's really positive. I was in Palm Springs recently, and there were a couple lounges there that I popped into that were a little dingy at the moment but uh they're the wrong the people were really cool and uh we checked it out there's a billiards table or whatever and nobody's getting in fights and you know we're, we're moving in the right direction just gonna take some time to get the details and like you say i think it is the experience with oh i went to this thing and i thought it was gonna be you know one thing a mosh pit and instead it was actually very sophisticated or whatever it is um yeah i i always push uh when i go to a a party to bring a gift instead of a bottle of wine i get some high-end swank uh you know box of pre-rolls or whatever and see what the reaction of the parents or whoever is about if they're aghast i'm like you know it's gonna be fine you hide it you don't have to put it out or whatever but right. most people are like oh thank you good i haven't been to a dispensary thank you or whatever and uh we are always highlighting the high end, you know, vaporizers and all the groovy stuff that's here because there's amazing stuff that's yeah. going on. The can is just really great packaging and thoughtful. And, you know, so I, I love all that stuff. I'm a geek for all that stuff. I love that too. And I, and I really love the fact that there's becoming more education and push around why sun-grown cannabis is wonderful too because like mm -hmm. when i first started working in a dispensary i'd be like yeah well you know it's inexpensive it does i used to joke she's not pretty but she gets the job done right. you know right but the, <laughs> you know but it's like she you know when you get really like somebody who knows what they're doing with outdoor cannabis there's it's it's a really wonderful experience actually it was was my friend Ngaio. You know Ngaio Bilam, right? I don't think so. He's a comedian. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Comedic, yes. Yeah. I love yeah, yeah. So he was actually like the first person who turned me on to really good outdoor weed. We were chilling one day and he <laughs> had come back from Washington and he had brought this gram for me of um, a cultivar called Gummy Bear. And it was flavorful. It smelled wonderful. The effects were great. And I was like, this is like, we should be having more conversations about this. And of course, my friend, the guy, uh -huh. I was like, turned me on to it because he's, yeah. you know, dialed into that stuff. And it, it's it just, you know, talking to people about it. And he's got an amazing yeah. sense of humor. I mean, he is a comedian after all. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. But like, yeah, going and, and just showing people sort of what's available. And they're like, I'm not into it because it's harsh. You say, oh, I'll show you this electric vaporizer that's $900. And you'll just all the stuff. Yeah. We'll have martini shakers or whatever. And we've got our own, like, you know, 
whatever it is. Um, and so I'm into it. And we're, we highlight it a lot, just, I don't know, just for the hell of it. But uh, I'm into the, the the tools of the trade, the fun toys. Now I want to grab a bunch of them. And just, I know, <laughs> right? All the little <laughs> toys. Oh, stuff. my God. I know. Uh, I, I have a box of, of, I have a bunch of stuff in the house. But um, when I moved in with my husband, I put a bunch of my stuff in storage. And he's like, why do you need to keep these? I'm like, they're my specimens. Oh, yeah. I, I can't oh, let go of this, like, box of like glass and vapes and 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 random old products from the 215 days that i just had to keep because i know i'll probably never see anything like that again because see you and i are exactly the same (laughs) i have a maybe they're still going but they did a i would never have them myself because it's stupid pop rocks or whatever cannabis infused pop rocks like that's disgusting i go i'll buy one of those says 15 dollars and it's sitting around somewhere because it's fantastic although i don't like the maybe kids are getting into that but hide your stash and it'll be fine but it's just hilarious (laughs) it is hilarious there are some that were just so bad though that i just wanted i I never would have used them but i just wanted to have them just for the sake like i wish i had gotten a sample of cannabis would have never used it gotcha yeah but just for those who don't know it's uh it's basically fake cocaine Anyway, so gross the worst marketing the worst everything yeah you should have gotten the one worst but that's why you yeah. want to have it you want to be like this is what not to do we're not kids doing this <laughs> i would have liked to have tried it one time oh that would have been horrible oh you i just think that shit and it was white oh, i just think about like the grit in your nose it's like that's oh bad. that's bad but hey legalize it no that was horrible i'll show you because i have one on my desk this is my favorite little t- tool this is uh the grasshopper vape that looks like a pen because I'm a writer, so I put it in my suit jacket. Nice. And you just click the thing, and then you fire it up. I just love it. That's I think they're out awesome. of business. Anyway, Grace Grasshopper, just some kids out of uh, somewhere in Colorado, and I was like, that's the best thing ever. It was. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that. Well, and that's the thing. Like, there's there are all these you know products that come and go, but then people like grow from that and they come up with these other new innovative things like i've you know i i'm pretty basic like i have my my glass bowl i have my puff co i i got rid of my old industrial dab rig that i used to keep under my sink that i actually had a torch from the hardware store to use of course. <laughs> back of course. when yeah. back when you'd open up a container of wax and you'd smell the butane you know <laughs> Ew. It was so let, gross. Let me ask you about that. Let me. What do you think about? Are you concerned that there'll be too? There are situations that it's just way too powerful, and somebody's you know on their ass basically. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that you know I, sometimes you know people are like oh well this is too strong nobody should have it. Well, I think that it's more that there's a smaller amount of the public that that actually serves. Like mm-hmm. I have a friend with cerebral palsy. And she has stutter and spasticity. And when she dabs, that higher cannabinoid content actually calms her muscles and she's as clear as a bell. Wow. That's an awesome thing for her. But no like, you know, going to parties and seeing someone being overserved at the dab bar and then watching them hit the floor, that's yeah. not cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I and yeah. I I think that it's, you know, it's over it can be overkill for a lot of people. I I love, you know enjoying like a really fine hash that's dabbable in small amounts where you can really taste the flower and the terpene profile but i'm i'm not into like the big fat dabs and i and you know i'm not yucking anybody's yum you know but 
<laughs> I just, I think for most of us, it's too much. It it actually drives up tolerance. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and back in the day when there was less solventless and more things that were, you know, like butane extractions and things like that, the people who would get those and like come see me and get, you know, several grams on the regular, their mm. power was off. Mm. Like, you know, our endocannabinoid system really can only handle so much. And then you're going beyond homeostasis, like you're doing something else. And, you know, I'll never judge, but I do observe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think, you know, to some, it's it's similar with booze or whatever. There's, um, if you then, if you've got such a high tolerance that if somebody wants to share a joint with you and you're, you got nothing that's not affecting you, that's, that's a, there's a downside to that basically yeah, you know? absolutely everclear <laughs> yeah. great for cleaning glass don't want to oh. drink it ah back in the day <laughs> grape juice come on well, maybe throw <laughs> some random fruits in there and have it like in the big garbage can like in college proud of you yeah that's nice <laughs> That's nice. You know. <laughs> I thought we were going to elevate the dialogue in the show, but it turned out we're just jugs <laughs> of Everclear. We're going I'll everywhere here. How to do it. I'll show you. No, it's great. It's awesome. And having a sense of humor, honestly, about this stuff is what we're trying to do. I think a lot of the reason, well, I won't blame anybody, but the marketing of the legalization thing has to emphasize part of it that the great artists or whatever are using weed to do wonderful things. Um, giggling is good for you. I mean, yeah. just the pot instead of all, you know, decriminalization and all that, which of course is huge, but I think folks just, yeah, it's a damn good time. It's safer than booze. And, you know, you got Carlos Santana because of it or whatever, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, and, you know, I think there's, you know, there's something where the industry, a lot of times we'll say, oh, you know, all we need is formula retail. All we need is the tired tropes. We'll do a little bit of things for the ladies and, you know, the Chardonnay moms. We'll, we'll, we won't forget them. But by and large, we're just going to kind of go with the status quo. And I think that they're really missing a huge portion of the public who either, you know, used it a long time ago, might be kind of curious, may not have even considered it. And mm -hmm. so we have to have that grown up conversation. Mm hmm. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You know about mom grass, this brand mom grass and dad grass. Yeah. yeah mom and dad grass. Smart call. Get people in. It's basically the stuff you used to get in garbage bags and have to get the seeds out and, you know, just like barely do anything. But yes, let's get let's nudge them along, you know, exactly. We, yeah. You know how I've gotten some of my mom friends interested. Beverages. Mm. <laughs> I have I I love this 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 thing from um I don't know if you've heard of the brand Pure Beauty. They have yeah. a brand they have little strong drink. It's this little bottle. It looks like uh. something you'd get it's it reminds me of Alice in Wonderland. It's this little white bottle. It should almost say drink me. It's got a tag on it. Yeah. But a capful is 10 milligrams. And so when my when my friend Leah comes over, she she's my next door neighbor. She, and she's a She's a teacher. Hi, everyone. My friend's a teacher. And she likes yeah, I think fired. teachers should get discounts on weed, honestly. No doubt. Um, but, you know, for her, she takes five milligrams to put half a cap full over some ice, squeeze a lemon, put in some soda water, and it's a cocktail. And we <laughs> sit in the yard. And she's like, wow. Aw. 
it's chill it's nice. <laughs> the show is now martha stewart by the way we just went from like decriminalization <laughs> to martha stewart and i like to squeeze a little bit of lemon in it and then you have your speaking of pure beauty i was just in california bought their mini joints there was oh, I 10 love of them those. this cute little package 65 dollars. i know i bought it anyway because it was adorable but that's outrageous. We've uh, we got to find a way. Well, we're, you're working on it. You're on committees. You go. You do it. I'm trying. Well, you know, there's it's and what people don't realize is that you know, Amalda doesn't want us to charge that much for it. It's all those taxes that are like put in there, and and yeah, it's nuts. Have by the way, in your state, are they talking about THC taxation? Mm, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We've started exploring it here, and mm. when and actually, there's there are some researchers from UCLA that are doing um, some some research on it to see the feasibility of it for the state. And I was talking with them, and you, for those of you out there, if anyone asks you, it's not a good idea. And that's I don't, I, I would say that that's no. my opinion, but it's just not a good idea because the mm. people who need THC the most, the higher amounts. Oh are some of the most critically ill and they're not you can say that they're going to go into the medical programs but the medical programs are going away yes you know you can get your card here in california and and it'll offset the sales taxes but for somebody who's critically ill they may not be able to afford that card it may not make sense to them and on top of that you know, there are so few people that participate in the medical programs because of the cost or the lack of knowledge that they exist, that higher THC products being put on a medical menu just isn't going to happen. There's no retailer in their right mind that's going to be holding on to product and using valuable real estate to hold on to it when they don't know if they're even going to sell it. For sure. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good knowledge. Good to know. I'm getting off my soapbox now, Michael. No, no, I like it. I wouldn't have known which way to go on that. So that that is a no-brainer when you describe and explain it. It absolutely, you don't want to hurt the people who really do need it. And so, yeah, absolutely. Well, it'd be different if it was, you know, a, a health issue. Like if it was all these people are dabbing large amounts of wax and it's, it's right. affecting. But I, there aren't as many people who do that as one would think. I think you and I come into contact with more of them because we have more colleagues in the industry who enjoy things like that. Mm-hmm. But by and large, the public is not indulging in that as much as they are flour or gummies. These are two of the most popular things if you, or cartridges, mm-hmm. which, you know, I kind of go back and forth on how I feel about that. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like flour. I just am into it. So, you know, whatever people want to do, but a lot of that stuff, I mean, it, the machine themselves, so there's battery leakage on some of them or whatever. And then you don't necessarily know what's in all the oil. I don't know. You don't. Flour. Yeah. Flour is, is the way to go. I remember back in, back in the day, you know, when they used to put propylene glycol in with the, the cartridges and I was like, and they're like, well, you know, it's, it's also in inhalers. I'm like, yeah, but you're not firing the inhalers up. And, um, you know, you, you de-ice airplanes with that shit. Like, let's, (laughs) let's talk about that. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. God, no wonder they hide it with a bunch of orange flavoring. <laughs> yeah, the flavoring yeah. thing too. I, I like, I love terpenes. Love them. Of course. I don't want of grape flavored weed. 
necessarily unless it's organic coming yeah. that way from something. Yeah, like yeah. I love grape ape, but I don't like grape bubble <laughs> gum. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. no way. Yeah. I, I and that's and then there. That's when you go into the what about the children and youth access. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that, and then I also think we should rename all of those napalm. You know, all the stupid names. It's not helping us either. <laughs> they have, it you know, isn't. Forget it. And if you've ever had yeah. a Vietnam vet go after you because you've got Agent Orange on the menu. Right, you haven't lived till you've had that. I had right. one that was so yeah. mad he was spitting, and oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh. But then I had huh. to tell him, I'm like, I understand, I understand, I understand. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. but the right. reality is, it's named after the punk band Agent Orange that was named after that. He's like, it's still oh. bad. It's anyway, bad. I'm like, yeah, I know, it's I know, bad. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, no, just stick with permafrost or whatever. You'll be fine. Nobody's gonna be mad. That's it. That's it. Was it? We. I remember we had a flower in there. Like, oh yeah, we call it green crack. We're like, oh, we're not doing that. It's green goddess. Let's do. Let's Probably do green, green goddess. There you go. Alaskan thunderfuck is fine. That's okay. You know. Yeah. Well. Also, a drag queen's named. Oh, nice. <laughs> so there you nice. go. It can take uh, it. Can take our show to Tennessee. Oh my god, that we've covered it all. I think. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's what i was hoping is that a beverage with thc in it mm. are you sucking that down no. just water today okay. i start i start with coffee stop before two o'clock because at my age i'll stay up all night and then i switch to water but come around four o'clock 4 20 oh my god we're it's almost well when this shows it won't be I won't even say the date we're almost up to a big date in two days that I people know. celebrate the high um, holidays yeah there it is. What do you have planned? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, you know, I actually don't think of that day much. Uh, I'll watch the media craziness and share, you know. Uh, we went after somebody once again was uh, in the industry who's well known, did this 10,000 pound brownie on 420 at one point and everybody covered it and that was great. And I was like, that's not cool, man. Again, if you had... You know, if it was Stoli vodka in a swimming pool or whatever, we wouldn't be celebrating it too much, too much. So I like the fun stuff. We launched our comedians and cars smoking cannabis uh, on, on uh, 421 point, And we might roll out another comedian, do one of those mocking Seinfeld's uh, thing. Uh, I love that. But yeah, people should celebrate. It's great. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, and then we did do something. If people want to start with a video, they should see we did... Um, cannabis and coffee they had a product that was cannabis and coffee i don't know if there's a lot of that now but legend did one a long time or it was legal it was called and we tried it and uh, did a piece on it and i was just jacked out of my mind or whatever uh, both on caffeine and weed and i was like oh, this is my heart was pounding it was not a good thing but you know what they call that right <laughs> seattle speedball seattle what speedball ah perfect <laughs> not suggested don't like it separate your joys Coffee, indeed weed, booze whatever else you want to do separate them out from my perspective anyway it was fun to try you know i try all that except for the the bumps the can of can of bumps i have you neither one of us got to try that thank god we'd be dead but yeah it was funny and i i'm happy to you know it's not gonna kill you but boy it was too jittery for me i didn't like it yeah i I feel like, you know, cannabis and coffee go really well together, but I don't know that I want 
infused coffee. Although I have to say that when I don't we when we had it in California, there were a lot of people who really enjoyed it. Like there they used to have like espresso shots that had cannabis in there. Now I could see cannabis with some CBD in there to take the edge off if you're a little sure, sensitive, sure. you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what's the one uh, with booze? That's the uh, flatliner. Have you ever had a flatliner? No. For those what's who that? To, it's a martini, a shaken martini with espresso in it and a little Kahlua or whatever. It's fantastic. You're drunk and jacked up. Just what we need. More people like that. <laughs> but I was all the rage for five years or something. And yeah. Great flatliners. I'll make you one. That'd be great. I'll be, I'll be, we'll have to do it before two o'clock. Otherwise, I'll be up all night looking like an owl. I'll just be like, oh, <laughs> that's adorable. You know, <laughs> I used to be able to do it when I was a young one. I could drink a pot of coffee and go to sleep, but not so much oh, yeah. anymore. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! If, if people want to to and 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 everyone listening, I really suggest you you check out the Higher Ground series. It's awesome, especially if you yeah. like something that's like kind of a Daily Show format, which I'm a huge fan of. As am I. Yep. Yeah. Really check. Yeah, out. we say it's um, Good Morning America meets uh, Fox and Friends, just with a giant <laughs> bong on the table. So that's <laughs> a, we, we hate those guys, obviously. But anyway, that's our description. You know, HigherGroundTV.com has a bunch of our stuff. And we're on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And just Google us, search us. Michael Stusser, you'll you'll find us. Now, it, is, on, on social media, are you also talking about future projects and things that you're working on? Yes, we are. Awesome. Awesome. Yep, we are. Um, uh, although we, we, we'd probably going to split, speaking of fascists, split from twitter soon because uh don't like the vibe anybody who's mocking pbs or npr is an idiot so uh we'll have to see about that because we have quite the following on there but i'm not supporting that well that's that's another one where it's like they're they're giving cannabis an opportunity to advertise but do you really want to be a part of that good question the answer is no but yep exactly yeah be yeah. discerning folks just because folks, there's an yeah. opportunity doesn't mean it's a good one <laughs> i love that uh, <laughs> uh thank you by the way for for having me i uh, really it's awesome oh really. thank you and i'm i'm really looking forward to continuing the conversation with you this was so much fun um Agreed. please come back anytime and for those of you out there check it out michael has a lot of great content it's not only you know engaging and funny you're gonna learn a lot so until next time my friend thank you so much thank you and everyone remember planted is twice a month and if you like listening please Give us a review, share it with a friend, let us know what your favorite episodes are. And if you'd like to stay in touch over social media, we are Planted with Sarah Pion on Facebook and Planted with Sarah on Instagram and Twitter. You can also go to our website, www.plantedwithsarah.com, or listen to us on our parent network, Radio Misfits Network, where there are other great podcasts like one of my favorites, the Winemakers Podcast. So check it out. You can listen to Planted wherever you listen to your favorite podcast whether that's pandora spotify amazon google apple stitcher tune in we are there so join us and until next time stay curious stay safe and remember it's a wild world out there be good to one another until next time take care 